I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. That's where we're going to start this recording, right there. So welcome oh, to have you been Ordinary to Extraordinary. You guys got oh. to hear Ben calling me a dick bag, um, whatever that is. And If you don't know what that is, we got something else to talk about. <laughs> I'm glad you think I'm a dick bag and that we spend so much time together. Oh, God. Um, it's not as warm in here today. It feels no, a little it's more... It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It feels a little more bearable. I mean, it, you got water. Do you need water, by the way? I might get some after here in a bit. We'll take a little intermission. Oh, jeez. You're going to go that long? I don't know. Well, no. You already said you were going to go long. did not say I was going to go long. I just said that. I you said, I know you think this is going to be short today, but I got a lot to dump. I don't like when you put me on the clock. You always seem like you're in a hurry. Because I always have somewhere to be. You don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> I do today. What time? 2.30. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> we got 10 minutes. Go. Oh, Who's a dick bag? Use a dick bag. Yeah. All right. So get going, Ben. Welcome to episode 23. No. Is it? Yeah. This I will don't be know. Is it? What is it? It'll, no. Yeah, because today was a book update. Or today was a yeah, book podcast. Really so next one will be an accountability update. So yeah, this will be episode 23. 23. We're almost six months in. Who wore number 23 for the Bulls? Dude, why would I know that? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan, come on. I knew it, actually. I did. <laughs> you said the. You said, who's number two? That's what I said. And then you said, for the Bulls. I'm like, oh, that's probably Michael Jordan. Yeah. Somebody missed, this weekend, you'll think this is funny. They thought I made a sports joke. Really, I was making a drinking joke. We were out to dinner with family in Vancouver. And I, they were talking about what drinks they're going to order. I was like, oh, get an Arnold Palmer. You know, like it's iced tea lemonade, pretty good. And I was like, put a little vodka in it, call it a John Daly. And she's like, ha, he made a sport joke. Like, oh, that's pretty much a good guy. I'm like, hey, who are you and what have you done with the real Ben? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, no, really, I was just talking about the drink. Like, it's just called a John Daly. I don't Speaking know. of golf, I actually wasted a big portion of Saturday and Sunday, and the weather was lovely. I was watching Rory McIlroy win the Canadian Open. Canadian, um, huh? Bunch of friendly guys. Yeah. It was it was awesome. He, sh- he almost shot a 59 yesterday, which is spectacular. That would have been 11 under for the day. Holy moly. Yeah, he was six under. That's like what up, I shoot on the front nine or back yeah, nine. Yeah, he ended that's up like... shooting a 61 total. Oh, um, that's yeah. literally what I shoot. <laughs> I'm so, a terrible golfer. But Rory McIlroy's my guy. That's the one that Ray Rory. That's the one that Travis and uh, Patrick always make fun of me for for talking, but he's my hero. It's, it's golfing just so hero. easy. It's just so easy. Yeah, so I, I should probably get going. I experienced... A full gamut of emotions last week from and one emotion that is very very rare for me actually I I was angry Uh, still angry and I should probably start there and kind of a melancholy mood for the last week so last Monday this is the 10th of June last Monday would have been the third give or take yeah the third see how I did that it just took seven away from ten God, it's like but yeah, I woke up on Monday morning to the news that my best friend from the age of 14 to 21 had died over the weekend. Obviously, the initial reaction was sadness, made some phone calls, uh, sent some messages, figured out what the hell was going on, spoke to his mum a little bit. She just wasn't in a place to, to talk about it. She was inconsolable. And spoke to my mum, spoke to some brothers, and some of my other friends, actually my friend that lives in San Francisco, Big Steven, that I went down and visited in February, he was actually home at the time. Hmm. So he called me 
and it was actually really interesting because a lot of people knew we were close in school I got a lot of Facebook messages and things from people saying hey do you know you know how that stuff goes Mm -hmm. but so it started off with sadness very very sad I've shown Ben pictures of Raymond from how I remember him and I showed you how he looked fit guy recently so he went probably so 21 when I moved here is pretty much when we 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 obviously weren't close I was living in a different country we corresponded a little bit I saw him a few times when I was home visiting but it's probably been 10 years since I've truly spent any time with him he was to me like I said best friend for seven eight years you could probably find me staying over at his house most Friday and Saturday nights more Friday and Saturday nights than not probably 16 to 19 mainly because his mum and dad would let us drink and they thought it was better that we drank at the house and hung out and had people over and did that kind of stuff instead of being out and about and them not knowing where we were I obviously didn't share that with my parents and they found they know now but yeah so I was very close with Raymond I was very close with his family family weddings family parties very much they became part of my family and I'm close with them and have good relationships and some of them listen to this so I'm going to share this and some of them might be upset with me about it but I'm actually less sad and more angry at Raymond I'm sad for his mum and his dad and his sister and his uh, niece and nephew and uncles and aunts and everybody that were super close like his extended family were very close with me too but the reason I'm angry is because Raymond had a heart attack while he was at a bachelor party drinking the heart attack led to a diabetic coma and the diabetic coma led to him being pronounced brain dead by the time he got to the hospital so absolutely sad like just devastating for his family yeah something you never want to have but we're talking about a guy who was 300 plus pounds smoked drank didn't eat properly didn't look after himself but when I showed Ben some pictures like he used to be a young athletic Mm -hmm. guy looked like it and my anger comes from the fact that I feel rightly or wrongly that it was very much self-imposed and no mother should have to put her son in the ground and my mum said that to me and I think where it sent me this is where my anger started because when my mum said that to me I told her I have a responsibility to make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can to make sure that's the case you know and you know, Mark Smith, when we interviewed him here on our podcast, said that we get one gift, and the gift is our body, and we have to look after it, and I truly believe that. And I think there's one thing to have fluctuating weight, there's one thing to need to, to help yourself a little bit, but Raymond did not do that, and really, beyond negligent, put, put himself in a position that this was always going to be something that happened. So, yeah, I dealt with that most of last week. You know, obviously... You see things on social media, you know, people saying it's a shame and, and all the rest of it, and it truly is, but I think that, you know, it's people saying he's so young and and my, and I'm just in a different spot. I don't know if I'm the issue. I don't know if that's even a real a reasonable way for me to feel, but I'm angry at him and not for any other reason than his mum and his dad and his sister had to bury him. So, yeah, yeah. sorry to start so melancholy, but that's well, that, was, that was a big chunk of my last week. Yeah, and just figuring out logistically going back and all that and how much you're going to do, but mm-hmm. uh, not that you asked for any advice or opinion or anything like that, but I think it's hard probably to know. I was just thinking about this with someone like that. It's like it's hard to know what demons he might have been struggling with too, which led to his weight gain. And I mean, you just got to kind of assume the best of people, I think, and extend grace. Yeah, and, but. you know, still care, obviously. Uh, have some amazing memories I mean, this is a guy who he and I came to blows multiple times and then were friends. Well, you said he was an the one that got you into weightlifting even too. He was the first one in our group to really start lifting weights. I remember that there were times when we played soccer where he refused to play defense, but he was a center back. He was born and raised to be a center back and he wanted to be a forward. When we, even when we were on the same team and you were practicing and things like his tackles, it's like, dude, I, ca- I can't play if you hurt me, <laughs> like we're teammates, like 
just take a little bit off of that. He, he Over was, the competitive a little bit. He was a big lad, big strong lad. Like, uh, just I mean, you run into him and you would bounce off of him. So he was built pretty close to what I am now when we were 14, 15. Mm. Just a big unit, but in a good way. A big unit. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, but it goes to show that you know, I think it goes to show the fragility of life, mm-hmm. obviously, and. Yeah, we really do have a responsibility to at least live somewhat of a healthy lifestyle and try and make sure that the people we care about don't have to put us in the ground. Absolutely. I think it's, I mean, it's balance too, right? That's what we always talk about balance, but it's like, you got to take care of your body. You got to, you got to treat it well, but also, I mean, live because you never know when, when the end is. And I tell my clients this a lot of times, they talk to me, it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you probably just save, save, save. And you know, I, I, I want to live in the moment too. It's like, no, well, yeah, I do. I, I am a big saver, but also it's like, you never know when, when your time is up. So it's like, you've got to live in the moment and enjoy some of life's, you know, the here and the now. Yeah, there was, so there was that last week. What was, uh, tell us some stuff about your last week. You had a good, good weekend. I know that. I had a good weekend. Yeah. But last week was good. It was just a nice steady week, signed a nice big client. Uh, just an enjoyable, nothing too crazy week. Sometimes every once in a while, it's nice to just have a week where you're not slammed, but you have good new clients onboarding that you enjoy working with and uh, just getting kind of caught up and work done and enjoying some time with family. Over the weekend, what Steven's referring to is I got to do something that most people will never in their life end up doing. So uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a big car guy, so have a, a little car collection going now. And I got to go uh, to Vancouver, Washington, so Portland, basically, with my dad to pick up uh, a 1938 Chevy that my great-grandfather bought brand new, which was pretty crazy. So there was actually a 1924 Model T, a 38 Chevy, and a 1960 Mercury Comet that are over there. Uh, Comet and Model T beyond repair, basically. And then the 38 Chevy, though, is, I mean, bodies in pristine condition. Not pristine, but pretty dang good condition. Not a show car. And the interior needs to be redone. So I dropped it off of the mechanic, got a hold over there, had dinner with uh, the cousins over there whose home it was at. And so now we get to basically be the keepers of this car. So this will be the second one. We have a 52 Chevy pickup and this 38 Chevy that my grandpa bought brand new. So it's pretty crazy. My great-grandpa, my dad's grandpa, that we have two cars that have never had uh, a last name on the registration other than Clunt which is nuts to me. One of them's, you know, 80 years old, 81 years old. And Weston will get it eventually, right? Yeah, that's the idea. These cars don't, I mean, they won't leave the family and they'll get passed on down. That's cool. So my kid's going to have one heck of a car collection by the time I die. (laughs) I'm going to have to buy him like acreage with a big shop or something just Um, to keep it all in. It looks like it needs some work in the interior. I looked at some of the pictures. Interior needs some work. It's that old like moleskin wool hair type stuff and it's just i hate just the interiors of those cars change it to leather uh a vinyl probably not vinyl. leather but yeah. yeah it's probably with the seats so and then we're just going to keep the patina to the interior it's got like wood literally the wood little uh like ch- little around the handle you know you open mm-hmm. there's a little decorative wood pieces they're all real wood and patina dash and everything so it's like i kind of want to just keep it yeah patina. you keep it as close as you can to to original to pristine yeah. and original yeah so that's what we're gonna do and just enjoy driving it around maybe you'll see me in a parade or something someday with these cars who do you use to restore do you do it all yourself or? no i don't do it myself i don't know how to do too much in yeah. the cars but i mean so right now it's at fitzgerald motors which is just an old like ma and pa type place mm-hmm. it used to be that we're the third generation basically to go to that nice my grandfather went there my dad goes there now i go there and just a small shop in uh west central cool but no, so it's exciting. It's pretty cool. You can get on our Instagram. I put a couple pictures up there if anybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a crazy story. It's like you say, we towing this thing back. My family used to have a farm on uh, the Columbia River, just outside of uh, the Tri Cities, if you know where that's at. Just twenty miles outside. So we literally drove the car. The car that was where the first town. We have the original title and bill of sale, which says Page Washington, which was the city my family actually owned. Was this little city, mm-hmm. and it has Page Washington. We drove right by the town. Basically, was where this first car was registered, which is now underwater because of a dam. But there's oh. that. Silly dam. <laughs> kind of put a threw a wet rag on that pretty quick. Yeah. And you actually you you 
came in on the other side of the river, which you we said did. was, was yeah, worth your it. recommendation going over the bridge of the gods was pretty cool. That toll bridge, I didn't know it was a toll bridge. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's two dollars per car and then two dollars per axle. I saw on the sign. She goes, two dollars. I'm like, great, here you go. And took off with this flatbed trailer across the, the bridge. I'm not giving you four dollars to drive across a bridge. I'm no. like, I don't know if she noticed the trailer behind or just didn't care or what, but yeah. beautiful drive, but a little interesting when you got. You know, truck and trail. <laughs> yeah. So what Ben's referencing is from Spokane to Portland, you can come in. So you're you're going down through Washington. You basically cross over into Oregon, yep. and you're driving on the Oregon side of the Columbia Gorge, which basically comes from all the way up at Canada. It runs down through Washington and eventually leaks into the the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Um, down by on the far side of Portland, like Seaside, I want to say it is. But um, if you get past Hood River and everything and cross over again. So you're going to go north across what's called the Bridge of the Gods. It's it's actually Back a more into Washington. yeah. So you're on the Washington side of the Columbia Gorge now, and it's a more scenic drive because when you're looking at Washington, it looks very kind of dry and mm-hmm. and and desolate. But then when you're across the water, looking at Oregon, Oregon's very green and and plush. That whole Washington side was super plush, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just that spot. Both sides mm-hmm. were plush, but yeah. yeah, it was a cool drive. I was saying I'd like to do this in a convertible, actually, like. Yeah, do it. Take that drive. Take the take the old LeBaron down there. Mm-hmm. It actually we stopped at Multnomah too. Multnomah Falls. Multnomah Falls on the way back, and you might How saw you a picture. Multnomah. Multnomah. You were like Multnomah. Multnomah. <laughs> took a picture in front of that because that's like every time we drive by, that's a thing we had to do. But as a kid, I would remember riding in the back. My aunt had a, a 1980. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. My aunt had a 1980s Chrysler LeBaron convertible. It was candy red candy apple red just like the one that i now own with my dad <laughs> like we literally went and found the exact same car and so i could take the car that as a child i sat in the back seat of and do the same drive that mm-hmm. i did That's which would cool. be kind of cool too yeah, yeah I, I didn't have you pegged as nostalgic as you are but i'm glad you are no i'm I super good. especially with cars that's why people are like oh we're gonna take away cars i'm like good luck that's like saying you're gonna take away people's guns to some people like yeah. you're not gonna take away cars from people mm-hmm. not when it's there's entire stories behind them like that well let's move on to our gym update and this is I told might, you this. Be, might be short <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it, it might not be short but it's certainly going to so we actually set some goals for weight and i want to talk about two things here first of all i didn't get anywhere near it i haven't budged i'm 206 206 huh? 206 and that's where i was the day that what we did set you want to be one i wanted to be 200 200 or, yeah. was it i wanted to be sub 200, 200 yeah, yeah. But I tell you, where I'm at is I'm having a lot of fun at the gym and I'm lifting heavy weights again. Honestly, I don't want to lose any weight right now. I feel good. I look good. My waist is still getting smaller. Well, and I guess part of that is like our goals don't necessarily need to be totally around weight, yeah. right? It can be more and, conceptual than that. And fitness for me is about feeling younger, looking younger, being active, agile, which is strange because yesterday I actually pulled my hamstring or strained my hamstring <laughs> playing soccer. So I'm kind of hobbling around a little bit today. It's getting better as the day goes on, as it gets more more warm. But yeah, I, I want to be athletic, and I'm there. And I'm not, in a point, I'm not at the point where I want to be like, hey, I'm just going to get super lean. So fitness looks different for everybody. Totally. Health and fitness looks different for everybody. Well, your face everybody. is looking thinner, too. Like you can see, you're starting to see a little jawline poke out there, too. Thanks. Yeah. Look at you being sweet. <laughs> Thanks. If you try and make out with me, I'm going to kick you. Oh, no, I won't make out with you. It's just under, <laughs> under the table rubbing or something. <laughs> yeah, so what about you, Ben? Did you get where you had to be? I don't even know. Like I told you before we recorded this, I didn't weigh myself. <laughs> I haven't uh, took off last week. I mean, this weekend, I mean, so didn't go to the gym and weigh myself or anything like that. And I was going to go weigh myself on Friday, but then went to a different gym, which doesn't have the same scale, nor do I even know where the scale was. So, no, I did not. But last time I did step on the scale about a week and a half ago i had not moved you'd actually gone up a pound you text me like what the heck dude like i was pissed i've been on point and and i I had to tell you i was like well the first thing i asked is if he'd taken a crap (laughs) yeah yes but no i mean you're going to see that sometimes you just you get more water in your body and i told you the best time to weigh yourself is first thing in the morning yep i i don't know steven i don't know where i'm at weight wise being accountable. I am getting in a better routine with getting back to the gym, though. We got, I've got my things that I'm doing. I feel like my arms got bigger again. I, I know that sounds like a douchey thing to say. But, like, I was looking at... <laughs> I had a T-shirt on yesterday. I'm like, God, 
Look at these things. Oh, I'm starting to feel pretty good about myself here. Steven's like rubbing his bicep right now. He's like, yeah, like you this, that like tricep? that tricep. You, you, you see that? Uh, God, I, no, I don't. I see white. I see a very white arm. Very, very white. If you I don't care what you think. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> but uh, no, again, having pretty fu- having fun with it. Excited for summer and to get outside and be able to do more stuff too. You know, like going out to the lake going skiing told my dad like let's bring the kayaks out to the lake too because you know god if you've ever have you ever done kayaking on the lake mm-hmm. like that is a core workout if you get going and paddling pretty hard like i was like if we do that some bicycling and uh skiing behind the boat slalom skiing talk, that's another leg and core workout like you've never experienced in your life you ever done slalom skiing i've done skiing i've done wakeboarding and now I'm more likely to be found with a beer watching everybody else doing it. I, I enjoy it. It's yeah. just... I go to the lake to relax. <laughs> I like a little challenge every once in a while at the lake. But yeah, so, if I get a wild hair, I might jump behind and, and do it. But Well, we might do a boat lake weekend this summer. Get some guys out on the boat or something. So, no, I, I mean... I'm getting back into a better routine with this trainer thing, and that kind of screwed me up, if I'm being honest, a little bit, and not having a real direction. Good. It was like, crap. But now I'm getting into it uh, on and off tracking of nutrients. Not a huge fan of the whole tracking of macros thing. It's a pain in the butt. And I honestly feel like it causes me to overeat, which it probably isn't true. But it's like I feel like I'm just eating more than I wasn't, which also was why I wasn't. I was like wasn't losing weight i felt like i'm like you know what i'm gonna go back to doing it my way because it seemed to work better for my so you're body. just counting calories kind of a little bit yeah yeah and just honestly it's like before it's like i was eating a small breakfast if any mm-hmm. and small like kind of an intermittent fasting thing and now you feel like you're almost forced to eat yeah more. i feel like i'm forced to eat and i'm like not on a loaf of bread here just to get my carbs in for the day yeah but i, th- I do i mean i don't mind the protein like having a protein shake in the morning like Protein shake and coffee, I'm good with. I can do that and then have my normal meals. Don't have fries at lunch. Have a side salad. You know, just be a little smarter about it all. Well, beyond that, this is where macros, it takes so long to get it dialed in because everybody's so different. You might function better with fat as energy or protein or or carbs. And what happens is um, when it's not just caloric intake, what what tends to happen is like you said you you feel like you're eating more than you were when you were just counting calories which yeah you probably are yeah but at the same amount of calories it's still sitting hitting the same calorie count mm-hmm. so i'm not screwing that up too much really but, but do you think little... it's sustainable like how long could you do this macros thing for well it's not i mean i guess if you you probably could learn it and get really good at it and change your entire diet which to some degree you need to change your diet right to a healthier you know, plant-based, clean meats type of diet type thing. Steven's looking at me all funny. I like beef. It's what's for dinner. For but a second, when you said plant-based, I was like, please don't go vegan. or. And so I'm going vegan, Steven. I'm not, I could You're already kind of feminine. Any I, more I soy in your go, diet? Wow. Like, all, of, all of that estrogen would just come running right wow. out of you. Wow. <laughs> how upset you are about I'm that. I'm going to go home now and cry. Promise? These podcasts. Has anyone noticing a progression here of just Bash Ben podcast? That is not true. Oh. How is that true? We'll wait for the other ones to get released and then we'll find out. I didn't even punch you when we boxed. <laughs> I know. Rick didn't even let us. I was a little surprised. I kind of wanted to hit you. <laughs> I think he saw that I punched a lot harder than you do. I don't think he said that. No. He didn't. Notice he complimented me before you when we were doing that. Huh? When we first started punching. He's like, good, good. And he's like, okay, Steven, improve. And I was like. <laughs> Difference is I throw a punch and you throw a slap. See, Steven's getting sensitive now. Not sensitive. Steven's anyway, sensitive. I am going to be sensitive about this. And I think I mentioned this to you, Uh-oh. but it's happened to me twice in two weeks now. I kind of want to say fuck you to the people that say this. What? Because there's two ways to say it, right? <laughs> I can I guess what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the line I get to? <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> I understand that. Oh God, must be nice. I understand that I'm blessed and that I have a very very flexible work schedule. Do you know what you should say back? 
just let's let me get this out of my system and then you can tell me what I should say back. Go, go, go. Because I'll tell you what I want to say back. Uh, you already did. Which I don't. <laughs> to give context, someone asked what my workday had in store last mm-hmm. Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, last Monday, I had been invited to a golf tournament. And it was a lovely Monday. I played golf. I had a ton of fun. But I also was able the day you to connect. too. What's, yeah, also I was also able to connect with four or five business owners mm-hmm. that I'd never been able to connect with before. And I knew that was the case. So technically I was working, nice. even though I had a ton of fun. But someone asked and I said, hey, I'm playing golf. I'm going to the Kalispell Golf and Country Club. And I'm going to play some golf this afternoon in this tournament. In this, The response, and like I said, it wasn't like, oh, it must be nice. Like if Ben said it to me in a jovial way, it was a very jealous kind of, must be nice and what i wanted to say was yep it is nice because i work my ass off i never truly switch off do well financially and you know what it is nice and if you don't have that in your job i'm sorry but that's not my fault if you want to change your life go and freaking change your totally, life totally i didn't say that i kind of was very above board and very oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's <laughs> going to be fun type thing but i stewed on that comment and then it happened to me again three days later with something really similar because I'm doing the same thing tomorrow, but this one's a Washington Hospitality Golf Association or golf tournament where basically I can do two things. I can I work very much in the bar and restaurant industry, so I will get to connect with 20 to 30 of my customers on, on a really fun level as well as see every prospect in the restaurant mm. and bar space. And it's work. Now, it's a different kind of work. It's not nine to five. It's not sitting in front of my computer, but I'm working my tail off. It's the and type of work that leads to revenues. What people don't understand is that being switched on and being in pre-sale mode, because at this point I'm building relationships and getting to know people, mm-hmm. that's freaking physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausting. Great. Just know if you listen to this, if you ever say to me, <laughs> must be nice or oh, lucky, no, oh, it's not luck. Is, and that, it's is not, that your? Uh, is that one of your pet peeves? Oh, I don't know that it's a pet peeve. It just I don't let much bother me. But and it, it wasn't even anger. It was just frustration. It's like why do people not understand that work doesn't always look like showing up at a desk at nine o'clock and leaving at four thirty? And it, it just bugs me when people are like, "Oh, it must be nice." But how they say it and what they say is very important, right? So, yeah, that's interesting. Most people just say it in a joking manner, I think, when they've said it to me at least. It's like, ah, oh, must be nice. Yeah. And not out of jealousy or anger or anything. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say, it's like, you know what wasn't nice? The five years of pure hell that I had to go through where I was making no money to get here. I've told people yeah. year one was without, without some soccer income from coaching and stuff. Yeah. Year one would have been, I'd have been rice and beans, beans and rice. Yeah. It takes a long time in both what you do and what I do to get going. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, finance takes way too long. I mean, the first five years, you really aren't making any money. But, I mean, what you're doing, going to the golf tournaments, going to a happy hour, going to, like those are the things that you have to do. What's really interesting is uh, we talk about this in the office, and most of the guys, uh, significant others in our office, are pretty good about this. But it's like don't think of – these things that we have to do, be it a golf tournament, a happy hour, a lunch, some of these things like, oh, well, you're just out having fun. It's like, well, no, that's a, not, it's, it's, that's work, babe. Sorry. Like, and my wife never does that. She's, she gets it. Thank God. I know guys that do what I do that have been told by significant others, I want you home at five o'clock. Every networking event that I know of happens yeah. after five o'clock, at least the fruitful ones. Yeah. You know, and get told off for, oh, you went to lunch today and I had to go to the office and it's like, well, yeah, that's what you chose to do for a living and I do something very different. Totally. And there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know why we're skinning cats. That's weird. It's just, a, my grandma used to say that all the time. <laughs> but, more than one way to skin a cat. Um, I mean, it is. It's work. Agreed, 100%. It's, and it's, I think, again, people just say it most of the time, jokingly, right? Mm-hmm. But those, you can but, tell when they're joking or when it's like, not but no um, I, I i get what you're saying and where it's especially on the dis depends on the day right when somebody says it to you it's like i'm busting my butt and you want to say must be nice in like a way that like i'm slacking off <laughs> yeah like go pound sand 
Yeah. But on that, right, and this is kind of, this leads into, I mentioned that I might call you out on something and I've not decided if I'm going to do it yet. It's kind of a twofold call out thing. We did one of our early podcasts, maybe second or the third one, was busy versus productive. That was our first one. And I am having a ton of fun After right the now. After the intro. A ton of fun right now with people that tell me they've been busy because every one of them. Doing I am what? doing <laughs> what have you been doing tell me about it and again you still get that blank look when we interviewed Jordan Tampion last week I thought it was a great interview I'm really excited to launch it which is going to be like three weeks out because we we've got some in the yeah, hopper we've got, we've got some in the hopper but when we interviewed him you asked him a question because he told you he woke up early went to bed late yep and that he fit, crams a bunch in and I'll put what I cram into a day up against anybody I think Waking up at 4 a.m. and, you know, going to bed at 9, yeah. maybe a lot of times not until 10. I know what I accomplish in a day is way more than the average person accomplishes in a day, including gym, usually twice mm-hmm. a day, a bunch of work, a bunch of networking, phone calls, emails. I know I'm a high, high, high performer in terms of what I get done in a day, right? And I know this is, we'll call this a humble brag. We'll go full Bobby Bones because I know you'll relate to that. Bobby Bones. So we're calling this a humble brag. I get more in my 24 hours allotment every single day than probably 90% of the people in my life that I know of. And I know some hyper, hyper successful people that are way over and above that. But you asked a question last week. And this is kind of, like I said, it's like a two prong call out. You asked the question last week. You asked me if I was of today or not. We'll find yeah. out here. You asked the question of Jordan, and both of us responded, wake up earlier. Yeah. And you said, not willing to do that, yeah. basically, which is fine. That's your prerogative. But you're also not willing to stay up later. Or no, that's not true. Well, if you stay up later, you're, you're not going to be able to get up earlier. So it's the same thing, right? But yeah, you, I'll basically, stay up later. basically, your thing is that. Right now, you go to bed at this time, you wake up at this time, mm-hmm. whether that's too much or too little. So the first thing I want to challenge you, and I told you there was a compliment in here as well. Yep. You're also a high achiever, mm-hmm. but you're a high achiever working at 70%, is what I want to say. But you're 70%, 40 or 50% better than everybody else's, other people of what you do, and 100%, mm-hmm. right? So that's a compliment. Yeah, you've got. I estimate another thirty percent in you, if you want to. If you want to apply it, now that can be physical, or you. it can be professional. Yeah. But you, you wanted more time. You wanted to achieve more. There's only one way to do it. But then the next part about this is the busy versus productive thing. Coming back to it, mm-hmm. and this is the second part of the call out. I think you discount a lot of what I say sometimes. Because I do. I do not disagree with any of There this. was two times. <laughs> I know. Again in that interview. Was, oh God! I was waiting for this to come back. So there around. was the there was that where you were like, oh, "Wake up early." Of course, you're going to say that, Stephen. Yeah. But then there was another one where Jordan recommended a book to you. Yeah. And you're like, I recommend. And I recommended that. it months ago. Yeah. And I think you were like, "Oh, I'm going to go and get." And you're taking yeah. notes, and I'm like, "Jesus, do you ever listen this to is, me? this? Is, this is so. I, I don't I'm really intrigued by." Why you discount a lot of what I this say? This is like a perfect setup <laughs> for what I was going to bring up. You literally just teed this up. And it is really, I mean, like you set it up perfectly. And this is a, a compliment and a, a, not a diss, but something for you, you to think about. You see what you've actually. got to say. I'm, I'm thick It's skin. like you offer a lot of advice. So I think sometimes I tune it out. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like you just have, you have advice for everything that I'll be like, Oh God, more advice from Steven. Yeah, Steven. Okay. And then, (laughs) so I think if I were you, if you want people to take your advice, be more selective on the amount of advice you give. Because sometimes sometimes it's it's just annoying after a while. You're like, God, and sometimes it's not even advice. I just, I'm hardwired to try and help. Yeah. And I'm also hardwired to learn and retain to some people fucking useless knowledge. I've always had this issue where I know a little bit about a lot of things and mm-hmm. the things I'm really interested in I get super hyper like I, I read Google for way too long I promise I, I yeah. read articles and <clears throat> I listen I like again when we talk about what I'm fitting in at 24 hours like if I'm not actively on my phone mm-hmm. something's playing in my ears 
and multitasking isn't always a good thing but I know that I can learn and work or yeah. I can learn and walk the dog or so there's certain things you can multitask and be efficient I at. can 100% see how it can seem annoying because we're obviously very close <laughs> we work in close quarters yeah. But sometimes don't look at it as advice. I, I genuinely try and make it a suggestion as opposed to, hey, you should do this. Yeah. Yeah, you can always say, hey, Stephen, shut the hell up. Like, why don't you and send I me a text for this? Or... But yeah, just, yeah. it was last, and I, I, I'm not mad about it. I just yeah. was like, wait, he, he, like, twice last I know. week, I was, I like, was waiting completely for you to discounted bring it what I had I to say. For you to bring it up. Yeah. I even thought about it over the weekend. I was like, Stephen talks a lot, and I don't listen to it sometimes because he talks so much. <laughs> And I was like, but he has good things to say a lot of time was the other part of it. I was like, yeah. I was telling somebody, I can't remember who's was like, he actually usually has pretty good input. Not all the time, but most of it is, is solid advice or input. And I was like, we could actually probably do a better job with this accountability thing if, if we listened to each other more. Yeah. <laughs> but so, that, that's too funny that so yeah, you I'm teed glad, it up I'm like that. that. Why didn't you listen? I'm like, I'm because you talked too damn much. I'm glad that you weren't upset. And you know, like I said, there was a compliment in there because your seventy yeah. percent is head and shoulders above. I think I'll tell you, I, I, and I don't disagree, and I do agree that sometimes I'm just kind of on coast mode some weeks. You know, you love making excuses. Like, can we just go for a beer today instead of going to the gym? You've asked that a few times. I've asked that t- twice, I think. Um, but yes. you also like to. Oh, I'm just exhausted. I am. Some days I am just exhausted. Here's the thing I will say, and. Which kind of was like, Jordan, I wish you would have been a little more real. Like, I'm going to call Jordan out now a little bit, too. When you're a business owner, when you have kids, when you have a wife, when you're on multiple boards, like, other people take your time. It's like Mm -hmm. you no longer are 100% in control of your time. When you're a single guy, you have less people demanding of your time. And so I wish Jordan would have spoke to that a little more because I think we have a lot of people who are single and, like, well, just kind of, it's like... Well, you tell me that when your kid's crying at 4 a.m. and you're up now. It's like, yeah, I'm up for the day at 4 a.m., but not because I'm going to the gym. Caffeinate, dude. It doesn't work. I've tried that. Man, I really, it would have been so great during college if those freaking monster energy drinks worked. Yeah, I've actually had the talk, like, I I told Emma, because we kind of connected a little bit, that I'm very good at just putting my head down and getting on with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an affliction because as much as this podcast has given me the ability to unload some things, yeah. when I'm tired, when I'm absolutely drained of energy or emotionally not always in the best place, I have a way to still get all the shit I need to get done and then some. And then I go home and kind of wonder how the hell I did it. It might take longer or whatever. But yeah, I think there is a realness there. There is a rawness that, to your point, that, yeah, it is harder when you have a bunch of shit on your plate, whether mm-hmm. it be a wife, kids, volunteer boards. I don't have the kid. No. But everything else you talked about, I mean, I have interpersonal relationships. I have. I think sometimes if we truly sat down and you, not just you, but other people, took 24 hours and said, look, I need six to seven hours of sleep per night. Mm-hmm. That means if I go to bed at 11, I'm waking up at 6 o'clock or mm-hmm. 6.30. Mm-hmm. So if I bump that back to 10, can I wake up at 5 o'clock? Mm-hmm. And does that give me an extra hour to do whatever I need to do? Whether it be, we talked about the miracle morning with Jordan. Yeah. Whether it be affirmations. That was the book that, praying, that, that you were saying. I told um, you to read that. Exercise. Meditation, you whatever know, it is. Yeah, yeah, all of these things that... that true high top performers throughout every industry do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i i mean it's a f- one of the first things i do ask people when they when they ugh, how do, like i want to go to the gym but i do like after work i've got this and that yeah. and it's like wake up an hour early like how much tv do you watch is the first thing i ask most people yeah are you watching well, two true. hours of tv no, before you go to totally bed true yeah can you shave an hour of that off Go to bed, wake up an hour early. Work out for that at one of those hours. And and people think that the routine has to stay their routine. You can change as long as you're within the the boundaries of sleeping when it's dark and waking up when it's light. Mm -hmm. Your circadian rhythm is going to be just fine and you can shift your your routine. It takes about 20 days to change your sleeping pattern. And again, I'm blessed because I'm one of the 5% that doesn't need six or seven hours. I can function on four. Yeah, that's pretty good. And the reason I know this is your your 
heart rate variability is really important when you sleep. And if I fall asleep with my Apple Watch on, my heart rate drops so much that it wakes me up and tells me it's dangerous. And it's not dangerous. Deep sleep, huh? Yeah, so I, I, I go below 50 beats per minute. And my like if, if I'm napping on the couch, I always get woken up by my watch. I can't sleep with my watch on. A lot of people do to monitor their sleep. What does it beep or something at you? It vibrates. It gives you the haptics and then gives you a warning on it. Like it beeps and tells you that your heart rate's dangerously low. Now, my heart rate isn't dangerously low. I've done a sleep study. And I'm one of the five percent of people that doesn't need the full quotient oh, of sleep, lucky. which is great. So when people ask how I wake up at four a.m., well, I might go to bed at nine. I'm not sleeping for that full t- amount of time. Yeah, I've got four hours from essentially my circadian rhythm. There's a lot of times I wake up at two thirty or three o'clock, wide awake. Yeah. Hello, ready so, to conquer the day. But when I stayed up late, your so your body needs to it needs a cool room. It needs heart rate variability, mm-hmm. and a lot of people bundle up and sleep with clothes on and tons of blankets, yeah. and that's not good for sleep. Yeah. So what I've got is I've got blackout curtains, and I've created an optimal, an optimal place for me to sleep. No electronics, yeah. no no lights getting in. It's quiet and it's cool. I always keep my room very very cool. I can't sleep if I'm too warm. So there's there's things that people can do to change their routine. I don't know how we got onto this, but yeah, I called you out, Ben. So. For, I, I wrote, and I, you. You see, I you already forgot, this. didn't you? Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. And I'm going to talk some more. I know you don't like when I talk. Um, I've got stuff to talk about, too. Have you ever seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Yeah, it's been a long time. But it's a great that movie. That was Lauren's favorite movie. Even though it's a chick flick. Yeah. Kate Hudson's hot as hell. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's cool as shit. But there's a... I, I think it's just go fish, but they call it bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. yeah and from here on out, bullshit. when you complain or when bullshit. you're not really in the mood to do things, I'm going to go full Matthew McConaughey on you and just go, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be like, F you, Stephen, I don't care what you think. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to it, yeah, by now you are. Yeah. So what have you got? You've got some notes there. No, this is what I told you that I wanted to talk about on, I was listening to a podcast this morning, driving in, being productive, making my drive time productive, right? Because I, I didn't call you? Well, you texted me really early this morning. Did I? What did I text you? I can't remember. You texted me first. No, I didn't. I swear to God, I did not text you first. You texted me at 6.17 a.m. Did you text me before that? No. Are you sure? That email is the one I emailed for this person, by the way. Oh, yeah, because you sent an Instagram (laughs) message. Oh. To Ben Greenfield. Like, I, do you have another way to contact you? I was like, I fucking did that first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, so I'm going to ignore it. Oh, I'm glad you have context now. But yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Ben actually decided to get on our Instagram and post something. I'm always on it daily. I just don't post anything on it. Uh, I was like, Stephen will do it. What I want to kind of talk about. Just add that to the list of shit I get done in a day. Stop calling me a wanker. Uh, you are a wanker. God. <laughs> Self-stroking over there. Somebody's got to do it. Something I want to talk about, which I thought was kind of interesting, is the idea of conflict. Embrace it. And Yeah. And you and I, I think, both are usually pretty good about conflict and not getting butthurt about it. I mean, case in point, like this little thing that we just did, <laughs> calling each other out. And I wanted to say uh, this podcast is like podcast 325, I think, or 326 on the Entree Leadership Program. It was good. can't remember the gentleman's name that was the visitor on it. But they talked about the idea of conflict in corporations and how a lot of the time people are anti-confrontational and how that's not great. And I was saying it's really true because if you don't have conflict, you don't have learning, and that leads to progress, right? Patrick Lencioni. Okay, there you go. The necessity of conflict. Boom, that one right there. And so it was a really interesting thing. They're like, as long as you have trust with the person and you're respectful, conflict is actually a really good thing. And he talks about it in how a leader will stop, you know, when, when he's teaching his employees or his teammates or, to engage in conflict, he'll stop and be like, I want you guys to know what you're doing right now is exactly what we need to be doing and you should feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Do not worry that you're offending one another as long as you both trust each other and you know that everyone has the best intentions and everyone is, that's part of it, obviously everyone has, has the best intentions. Conflict 
is a very good thing. And I remember that one of the first boards I joined was the Youth for Christ board. And I remember going to a board meeting and a couple of people starting to get into it. And I was probably 22, 23 when I joined this board. Oh, my God. Why are these people fate? Yeah. And it was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are really kind of getting into it a little bit here. And I remember... Uh, one of them go, oh, okay, no, I see that. I, I can see where you're coming from there. And I was like, oh, wow, that was an interesting exchange. Mm-hmm. And then I just started to get in some of those. And I've kind of learned different things by getting into these dialogue, but a more you know heated dialogue with somebody and arguing a point and them arguing theirs. It's like you learn something. At the end of the day, we all trusted each other. We know that we were all trying to drive to something better, right? And it was like, huh. So my board involvement is where I learned the idea of respectful conflict and, and, and what that means. And Youth for Christ Spokane, humble, humble brag, I mean, it's one of the best in the nation from multiple standpoints. I mean, not because of our board, but because of the amazing staff I mean, that we have. Mm-hmm. But I think they all get that, too, is the idea of, you know, trusted, respect, uh, respectful conflict. But, and I know that's something that you also are about like have no problem speaking your mind yeah well, on, there's on something on there's a, a couple, couple of things i would throw in there uh first thing is that the, whenever you're going to be in a work or board situation where you anticipate conflict or where you have to be we'll call it you have to exercise radical candor mm-hmm. yeah. right where you have to be candid you have to get your point across yeah. two things have to be checked at the door emotions and ego mm-hmm because the criticism isn't of the person. The criticism isn't of individuals in the room. The criticism is of usually processes and procedures. Yeah, and it's all problem solving. Yeah. There's a, there's a famous quote who I don't know that it's ever been attributed to anybody. If it has, someone can correct me. If everybody's thinking the same, someone isn't thinking. Yeah, I've heard it, but don't know who it is. And you and I have actually been in a board situation where we've sat in meetings with a disruptive force who could not and would not accept any alternative views or constructive criticism or different ideas or the uh, the you know the suggestion to alter the trajectory of something and I, i'm sure you know who i'm talking about and oh, yeah. what situation i'm talking about oh yeah how could i forget <laughs> and the other thing that i would throw in there a lot of people misplace passion for anger. I'd agree. And I have experienced this in the soccer world. I don't have children, so everything that I was doing for soccer was through my passion for soccer. Yeah. And I know I could be very animated. I actually had a lady who was very, very, very high up in an organization locally, a very well-known, respected organization that employs a lot of people, tell me that she was intimidated by me and it blew my mind. I was like, how can you be in the position you're in if you've never experienced someone's passion? Mm. I'm not aggressive. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just passionate about what I'm saying. And if that intimidates you, and I had to say to her at one point, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. Like You have to address your now issue. She's, now she's even more intimidated that you but said that. But what she said was that, and, and to a point I get that she said that soccer's dominated by men. And I'm obviously a man. And I was like, again you were never marginalized you were never discriminated against you just weren't comfortable with someone having a differing opinion and a whole background of knowledge to bring to the table to back it up it's not that necessarily you're saying somebody's wrong it's just that hey here's how i feel and i think conflict is great i mentioned coming to blows with raymond earlier we beat the crap out of each other i don't suggest Mm -hmm. you do that yeah but conflict can be very very good it was just an interesting thought because it's not something I've ever given much thought to other than with the Youth for Christ board when I originally was exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, it's so true. But part of this that they talked about is you said the intimidation part. They talked about leaders and how a lot of time leaders are intimidating and getting your team to see the importance of conflict mm-hmm. through your own vulnerability too and being vulnerable with them is hard. But sometimes it's hard for leaders to be vulnerable. Well, here's something that I haven't come back to yet, but it's been on my mind here for since we interviewed Tim your colleague Tim Mm -hmm. CEO founder of 10 Capital he was very very adamant that he never introduced himself or was introduced as your boss as your senior Mm -hmm. and I think conflict comes from good hierarchy 
so you know you can go to Tim and tell him you're not happy with something mm-hmm. and you can address it and you guys may even argue about it to oh, a point which we have which you have <laughs> but both of you are comfortable in the knowledge that it's coming from a place of mm-hmm. concern for your clients and what you believe the firm can be right totally. now what where you find conflict is not accepted is in a hierarchy where the head guy is surrounded himself by dummies and patsies who he doesn't expect to challenge him yeah just a yes man yeah and and those companies don't last long and people don't want to work at those companies when you can't speak your did mind did you listen to this podcast or something already no but that's well. the other part of it they talk about an example of one where the guy was the, that second type of leader where he's has all the yes man and they go around after doing the study and everybody's like, oh no you're great you're good. oh no you're great oh no yeah no yeah. you're great meanwhile they've all got resumes and looking the, for other jobs yeah and then the company sold for not what it should have basically mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't it's listened like, to that oh, one. No, I think it was only re- it was released this it's morning. It's a newer one, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. released this morning. It looks like I looked at um, um, But no, it just that idea of conflict. So that might be a challenge. Maybe, well, God, not to you. Don't speak your mind more, actually. <laughs> <laughs> For you, the opposite. Actually, think think about what you're going to say more. Stephen, yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath. Walk around the room. Don't say what you're thinking. <laughs> Um, Steve's like, I got something to say right now, but I'm not going to. Well, but no, I just thought that was an interesting thing, something that might be a nice reminder. I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Don't be uh, you know, a yes man, which I, again, think I am not really, but yeah. we all think that way. Did I tell you I got a good compliment from my, uh, my friend Brian? Mm-mm. I was sharing some stuff with him. I'm just looking for advice. I won't say about what. You can probably guess. Yeah, I can probably guess. And he actually said, he's like, oh, he's like, he said, I've not really experienced you being like this, objective like this yeah. very often. <laughs> objective. And I asked him what he meant by that. And he said, well, we're so close that you just tell me what you're feeling all the time. He's like, but here you've actually taken an approach and it was all written. He said, here you've taken an approach where you're literally pointing out both sides Okay. And he said, you're not sitting on the fence. He said, you tell exactly how you feel, but you're also pointing out the differences between both and saying, hey, there's merit to both, mm-hmm. which we lack in politics, right? It doesn't work in politics. It's called diplomacy. Yeah, but yeah, it's I think sometimes when you're very opinionated like me, people think that you can't be diplomatic. It's just I think there's a time and a place. And I think by the time you're as close as you and I and me and Brian... I don't need to be diplomatic with you. If I think you're full of shit, I'm going to tell you you're full of shit, <laughs> yeah. right? No. And, <laughs> and we can be radically candid with each other. But the flip side is that sometimes you have to earn that with people. Mm. And oh. I don't always say what I'm thinking to people. I might mention it further down the line once I've earned the right. And I think that's really important to think about. If you don't just walk into a boardroom or a meeting tomorrow with your boss and you're a piece of shit and this is how we have to do things or that could come back and really bite you in the in the tail yeah you could be uh, so looking for a job yeah are we going to set any accountability so i'm going to say right off the well bat, one thing that i wanted to just say actually was a challenge to both of us yes challenge accepted challenge accepted <laughs> you're going to give me a million dollars by when tomorrow no, that's not the challenge. The challenge was... I was trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> He's like, ooh, more positivity in, in the form of compliments to other people. Just I was like, ah, I know I could be more positive and give people compliments on things that I see them doing well. I think you probably could too, but <laughs> just one easy little thing. So yeah. Stop and consider other people just and give them a Just say to somebody, hey, keep that shit up. Good job. Yeah. Like, hey, I just wanted, yeah. just wanted to say you notice you've been busting your hump. Doing good. Yeah. Busting your hump. That's an interesting one. <laughs> I'm going to just put this out there. I'm not going to set any more weight goals. That's what we were just talking about. Doing conceptual versus literal. For me, it's about how I feel, how I'm acting. Okay. Um, I'm still going to step on the scale. I'm going to know what it is. Yep. And I might share it every now and again. But like I said, waist's getting smaller, I'm getting stronger, I'm, I know I'm much leaner than I was. Yep. I'm going to continue down that path and every I'm going to continue to experiment. I mentioned before I'm experimenting with my body and just doing some weird cool things. clarification around like, that. Um, I'm experimenting with I'm my body. I'm not 13 years old again, Ben. 
you know, I'm adding things to the diet, I'm taking things out, I'm trying different, I'm not doing any kind of supplementation or anything like that, I don't believe in that in terms of gear and injecting HGH and stuff like that. But I am playing with some stuff and I listen to so many different concepts and every now and again I'm like, I'm going to try that for a few days and see what happens. So I'm going to continue to be fit, healthy, um, but not be so focused on the scale. I don't disagree with you at all. I like it. And then from a work standpoint, June's shaping up really good again. Um, Have a lot going on and some partnerships that are really going to bear some fruit so beautiful gotta love that gonna continue down that vein where i don't have to seek business it finds me i'll I'll still weigh myself and still have some goals around there just because part of it is i want to hit the body fat percentage numbers but i have no time i mean it sounds bad in terms of i don't have it i mean wake up earlier (laughs) must be nice must be nice yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Ben wants to kick me. Oh, I could kick you right now if I wanted to. My foot's right next to you. But. Try it. <laughs> As I kick you. <laughs> but my goals are just kind of to continue what I'm doing, honestly. It's like, because it's working. I, I don't really want to upset the apple cart in a positive way. I'm... I, I'm all for upsetting the apple cart in terms of doing something outside of your comfort zone and something different. Can we go axe throwing speaking of something different? Totally different, and I am 100% behind that idea. They just opened a place. I know, I saw that. I Are you going to let me it. finish? Are you interrupting? Yeah, sorry. God. <laughs> this is that talking too much thing. <laughs> good Lord. We're just getting in into the good part of this podcast, too, and like, as we're wrapping up. But no, June for me also looking good business-wise. Good clients coming on board should put me well ahead of my goals for the year. So as long as I can Good lad. continue the getting a couple more clients this year, it's going to be a nice year and I'll outpace next year or last year. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Well done. Isn't that part of it? What was that? Your little hand behind your, under your chin. What? what? Is you that a crab? That? What, what you, I have no idea what that even um, meant. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and we need to do some, some fun things with, obviously ran into one of our friends who just got a new wakeboarding boat we need to go hang out with him and do some of that friday oh he invited us out oh yeah um obviously get out to your place and we'll get you out to brian's place and shoot some guns and have some fun shoot some guns and have some fun plus we're going with rick uh, to to wallace and then missoula remember oh yeah he was all about that (laughs) yeah he's like we're going to wallace we're gonna go see a band. Which band you want to see? We both said country music artists. He's like, I hate you both. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be it for today. I We're think about so. an hour in. Okay, give or take. Well, so, if you want to, please go on to Ordinary to Extraordinary O two E Journey and give us a like, give us a follow. Yeah, we haven't had any new reviews on the iTunes for a while either. So. We'd, we see the listening numbers. We know you buggers are listening. Yeah, our will numbers, every, we are month over a month is up. Yeah, will you review and just give us a star rating and just a couple of sentences, even if you just think, hey, that Scottish guy needs to talk less or whatever. <laughs> that ben Guy's a jerk. But yeah. He, he picks on Stephen. He's mean. <laughs> yeah, and then on the, the, the social medias, you know, the Facebook and the Instagram, get on there and and like as you know where to find us by now but if you don't it's o2e journey or ordinary to extraordinary listen to us on any major platform that you like to listen to podcasts we're literally on all of them literally on all of them there is not one that we're not on and that takes a lot of work by the way just so you all know yeah i guess until the next time be good to yourselves and to each other boom
You can run the mile You can walk straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero You could get the gold Breaking all the records They thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride You're never gonna know If you never even try Do it for your country Do it for your name Cause there gonna be a day When you're Jumping in the line 